Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Unreal. All right, who's ready for the word this morning? I feel burdened this week to preach a message that hopefully lifts some weights off people. Uh, Like I was saying before, I hate the devil. I hate what the devil does to families. I hate what the devil does to individuals. You know, there's a scripture, John 10.10, we all know it well. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundant. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, when I was thinking through this this week is, if he says, I've come to give you life, perhaps we don't have it. We don't have true life, or we don't have the life that God actually wants for us. We're living another standard or another existence as opposed to what he actually has for us. And, and perhaps we've bought into or accepted the lie that this is as good as it gets. What you're facing, what you're challenged by, the pressures that are coming upon you, this is as good as it gets. Just get happy where you're at uh, and just keep walking all the days of your life out. I'm here, the Bible says, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. It says that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost and to bring it back onto the path that he has for you to walk. I don't know about you, I I get excited by that. I get excited about the fact that my God, it says that the reason the Son of Man came was to smash the works of the enemy. The, The enemy is actively opposing your world. He's actively opposing your future. He doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you uh, to do well in life. He wants you to fail, and he wants you consumed by fear. So I'm going to talk about that this morning. I'm going to talk about fear, and here's the deal. Can we be, can we be honest this morning? Because we're here, and we're clapping, and we're cheering, and Zoe's up on, she's saying the men next week, they're going on the go-karts, and, and we're happy. But the reality is, most of us right now, and if it's not right now, it's been, you know, in the last little while, we're facing real pressures, real challenges, real circumstances that are weighing us down and burdening us, but we're still walking through life with a smile. Is, is, that, is that true? Would that be true? I know I've been facing some challenges. I know we've got some, some things that are coming against us right now, and it, that's all right for a season, but there, there comes a point where these weights, these burdens, these things need to be let go of and dropped so that we can walk through life, you know, because there is power in the name of Jesus. That, that I'm free, I'm free. What, being free isn't walk, walking through life burdened but having a smile on your face. Being free is walking through life where you're anxiety free. And, and the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. God's desire and God's will for your life is that you'd be anxious for nothing. There is nothing in your world that warrants your anxiety. That warrants fear. And you go, but you don't know what I'm facing. I would say to you, you don't know what I'm facing. But there is nothing that warrants you worrying about it. In, in Matthew 6, it says, don't worry. This is Jesus, don't worry. Well, how can you say don't worry? You're going to go to one or two positions, one or two camps in life. You're going to go to worry, fear, anxiety, or you're going to go to faith. You're going to go to that place of I am concerned, I am burdened, I am consumed, or I believe. I want to encourage each and every one of you this morning to step into faith, to step into a position where where you say, you know what, God, I have challenges. That's real. I have things that I'm facing. That's real. So you don't have to be be a liar. You can be real, but say, I believe. 
but say, I still believe. Even though I'm facing this, I still believe. Even though I'm challenged, I still believe. God, I know you're for me. I know that your word says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It may be formed, but it won't prosper. It won't take me out. It won't take my legs from underneath me. I know that I'm standing on solid ground, that my faith is in Jesus Christ, and he's my rock. Amen? Fantastic. The enemy likes to intimidate. And like I said, he's a a liar, a deceiver, and he wants his lies to fill you with fear. And I was thinking about that. He wants you to fear failure. He wants you to fear reprisal. There's things that are going to come back at me from my, from my past. He wants you to feel re- fear rejection. He wants you uh, scared of what might happen even when the fear isn't rational. Do you, does anybody know people that fear things in life and you go, that is never going to happen? That, that's an irrational fear. You are worried. You are stuck in life fearing what is never going to happen. That's the devil. He wants us in this place of indecision, in this place of concern and confusion. Jesus came to set you free. He doesn't, he doesn't want you in that place. And there's a saying that fear doesn't stop you dying, it stops you living. You're going to die. We're all going to die. But will we truly live? Will we actually enter into this life? See, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy but I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Are you going to exist or will you truly start to live? Will you accept what I have for you? Will you accept what I've done? Will you accept the work of the cross into your life or will you just exist in your day-to-day position? There's a great scripture and I want, I want to look at what fear does and why we don't need to be in fear or carry fear any longer. There's a great scripture in Genesis 2.25. It says, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. I like this. I like, I like the Bible. I like... <laughs> I got a fan club on, this morning, on the program. I love the Bible. I tell you what, it's descriptive, it's insightful, it's informative. They were naked and felt no shame. That's awesome. Can you imagine cruising around naked? Most of you can't. Because it brings to mind thoughts of weights that we carry. It, car- it, it carries, you know, places we don't want to go to. But what it's basically describing is a man and a woman who were not aware of their frailties and their shortcomings and their guilt. And they weren't ashamed. They were happy to be. Do you know God wants us to walk around spiritually naked? He wants us to walk around, this is who I am and I'm not ashamed. So I've spoken to you in the past about the fact that most of us will ask Jesus Christ into our life. We'll accept him into our life as our Lord and Savior. But then he says, now why don't you go on and invite yourself into your life? Why don't you accept yourself? Why don't you go? Because here's the thing. Each and every one of us have made mistakes. Each and every one of us have fallen short. Each and every one of us have stuffed up. But you don't have to walk through life carrying the baggage of yesterday. You can walk free into your tomorrow because of all that Jesus has done for you. And I don't know about you, I'm, I'm happy by that. And some of you this morning are like, OMG, TMI, you know, they, they were naked, they were, they were free. You know. Here's the deal. Let's not be holier than God. Too much information. There we go. <laughs> Let's not be holier than God. Let's not be so religious that we can't accept who we are and move forward in life. Because if we can't accept who we are, we will never accept who other people are. We won't accept them with their challenges and their baggage and, and their issues and their past. Um, you know, and I was thinking this through. 
I know some Christians that have become so small-minded they can look through a keyhole with both eyes. Let's not be that. Let's not be those people that are so narrow-minded that God, God's a gracious God. He will give you parameters to do your life within, but they're pretty generous parameters. And he's, he's just going to say to you, come on, just come and do life with me. You're going to bounce to the side a little bit. You're going to bounce to the right a bit. You're going to, you, you know, there's, there's going to be some twists and some turns. There's going to be some challenges in life. Just accept my grace. Accept who I am. Accept me into your world and you, you won't be so focused on the things you've done wrong or the things you're walking through. You'll be more focused on where I'm taking you to, which is the answer to your problems. And, uh, you know, I think Adam cops a pretty hard time with this because he was the one that took the apple from his wife and ate it, and he cops a pretty hard time. But really, if you think about it, no, you shouldn't think about it. If I think about it, if my wife came to me naked with an apple, I would probably eat it too. See, we, see, we, we, we put on, she said, eat the apple, I'll eat the apple. No worries, darling, I'd love to. I, come on, I'm trying to lighten it up here a little bit this morning. We're not that religious, we're not that stuffy, are we? We're not that, we're free. And I'm not saying be immoral, I'm saying we're free. We're free to live as God has created us to be. Amen? So I'm going to cut Adam some slack. Here's, I've got a question for you. What would it be like to live without shame, guilt, regret, embarrassment? Or what would it be like? It would be amazing. It would, I would be, you'd be liberated. The reality is it's probably not going to happen, at least in the short term. We're going to have to deal with some stuff. But... We've all done things we regret. We've all done things that are wrong. The million-dollar question is, you know, have you made mistakes? We've all made mistakes. The question is, where do you go when the memories of these things surface, when the, you know, repercussions of these things take? Where do you go? So the title of my message for you this morning is, is where do you go? And following on from our initial passage of Scripture, um, which we'll move right along from, in Genesis 3, verse 1, it says this. It says, The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You will surely not die. For God knows that the day you eat, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that, that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband um, with her and he ate. Now the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. And they, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I have commanded that you should not eat? Then the man said... The woman who you gave me to be with, she gave me of the tree and I ate. The blame game started right there, people. Also, for Adam and his wife, uh, the Lord gave tunics of skin and clothed them. So obviously we're talking about Adam and Eve. I want to look at three things that fear does in our lives. Three things that fear will do to you. Um, the first thing is this, it causes us to put distance between ourselves and God. Fear will cause you to run from God, not run to God. 
Fear will cause you uh, to, 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 you know, this fight or flight. You, you're going to fly. You're going to take off. You're going to run from God. And I don't know about you. I'm, I'm the same. When I do things, I want to run. I just want to, I want to take off. And I'm like, but, but and it's irrational. But it's the fear will cause you to do that. And can I encourage you, if you've been running from God because you think he's going to condemn you for things you've done wrong, stop. He doesn't want any distance to, to be between you and he. You may have made mistakes. You may have fallen short. You may have stuffed up. You're human. Stop. Don't run. Don't let fear push you out of the arms of Jesus. Stay with him. Let him do what he needs to do in that place to make you right. It's not your job to make wrong right. It's your job to stay near to the Lord. And, you know, I, I got this, this memory that I have of when I was a young apprentice. Has anybody ever been scared, like, like really scared, freaking out scared? I had a, a boss who was a maniac. I'm a, I'm a cabinet maker by trade, and I started my apprenticeship when I was 19. And this guy was crazy, flat out crazy. Uh, he would throw tools. There would be chisels flying around. I'm, I'm, I'm talking first, second year apprentice. I don't know anything anyway. And there's chisels flying. He would we'd be work on five, ten million dollar houses. So the work we were doing was expensive work and the materials therefore were expensive. And he'd be routing a, a big Jarrah door to go into this famous person's house and it would slip and, he, and it would, so it would gouge through the timber, meaning we'd have to start again. And he would just lift the door with the router still running and he'd throw it through the air. It was crazy. Like it was pretty full on. I actually don't know why I kept going back, but I did. And it was a Thursday afternoon, and he'd just given me my paycheck, which was massive, massive. I think it was $183.20 for about 1,000 hours a week of work. And I didn't even, I, it was that small, I didn't even pay tax on it. And he said, you got half an hour, get to the bank and, and put these. He gave me a whole lot of checks from jobs that we'd done that had to be banked. And in, from his house to the bank, my house was in the middle. And I thought, I never make it to the bank to bank my check because Friday afternoon he would be working in the city or somewhere else. I never got to bank my check until the following week. So what was a very little amount of money never got banked until the following week anyway. Anyway, that's another story. But I thought to myself, and it was pretty stupid, but I thought if I quickly, i got half an hour, but if I go to my house, grab my, the check that he'd given me the day before to bank because I needed my little slip back then to bank it in. Now I just do banking on my phone. I had to go past and grab a slip to put my $183.20 into the bank. I'll be able to then get down to Avalon, bank his checks, my checks, we're all good. But on our block of land, there was two houses. Mum and Dad rented out the front house. We owned the back house. And there was a little dog leg, just a little dog leg in the driveway. But I was driving so fast, trying to get, I've got, got half an hour. I've got to get to my house. I've got to get the banking slip. I've got to get back to the bank. I've got to put his money in. Otherwise, Mr. Hyde's coming out, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And as I'm flying down the driveway... The car just throws to the side and I lose control. I was going so fast and I didn't realise that the tray of the ute overhung the back of the cabin and I'd hit the side of the house. And so not only did I rip all the panelling off the side of Dad's house, I ripped the back of the ute off his truck and I was freaking out. I'm thinking, I've got a maniac that's going to kill me. And that's not my dad, that he'll kill me as well, but this is my boss. And I'm sitting there, the car wedged between the fence and the house, so nobody could come in and out of the driveway. I'm 19 years old, I'm trying to bank $183, <laughs> and I'm freaking out. I am, and I'm telling you, I'm full of fear. I was sweating, I was panicking, and the first thought that came to me is run. <laughs> I'll ring him from somewhere and tell him that somebody stole the car. 
I'll re- like I was freaking out. I finally came to my senses and I called him and I, I copped a shellacking at one end, I copped a shellacking at the other and it took me a few weekends to fix the house with that and it took me quite a long time to pay off the ute, $183 a week. And, but I learned a good lesson. <laughs> Don't try, no, anyway, the lesson I learned isn't what I'll tell you about. I, I wanted to run. I wanted to, I was freaking out. There was fear that was just coming at me. But I had the face head on, and I got through that challenge. And I, I'm here today to live to tell the story. There are fears that you're chasing that I want to encourage you. Don't run from. You've done stupid. That was totally my fault. That was, I was stupid. I, was, I wasn't doing anything, wrong, you know, really wrong, but I was stupid. You've done things that perhaps aren't morally wrong or aren't, you know, but they were stupid. Cut yourself some slack. Stop running from God. Run to him because he doesn't want you far from him. And, and the devil wants to create chaos, chaos in your world. And through the chaos, he wants to create distance. But God sent his son Jesus to hang on a tree to gap that distance, to, to create a bridge between you and your sinful self and where he lives in his righteousness. And he wants you to cross over that bridge. He wants you to, to accept the work of the cross, that you can do nothing. It is grace. It's an act of grace. It's a gift of grace. It's available for each and every one of us. Just cross that bridge. And there's nothing that you've done that could ever separate you from God. I love what it says in Romans. Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 32. What then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is it who condemns? It is Christ who died, furthermore, who is also risen. It goes on down, it says, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing, will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Don't let fear put you in a position and a state of mind where you think this, this can keep me from God. This can keep me separated from God. There is nothing. There's not angels. There's not demons. There's, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Matthew 11 says, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Come to me all you who are dirty, all you who are broken, all you who are addicted, all you who are challenged, all you who are facing strife, come to me because I'm going to give you rest. There's some of you sitting here today and you are, you, you are just carrying these things and you, you are at the end of yourself. You're at the end of your strength. You're at the end of your you know, stability of mind. You're at, you're at the, just come to him and, and just let it all go. And let him carry you. He wants to give you rest. He wants to bring peace into your world. Amen. Like I said before, Philippians says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But but I've got to worry about this. No, no, no. Be anxious for nothing. Either he truly is Lord God and Savior of all, or he's not. When he says be anxious for nothing, it's because he's promised that he will carry you through the times of stress, through the times of, of I don't know what to do, through the times of confusion. He will carry you. Be anxious for nothing. Amen? Second thing fear does is it tries to, uh, it causes us to try and cover ourselves up. First thing Adam and Eve did was grabbed fig leaves. You know, I'm naked, you know, and they're running around and I've got fig leaves, so we're all right. I'm just having fun this morning, come on. We have fig leaf relationships. We walk around life wearing masks, wearing facades. It's okay not to have it all together. It's all right that you don't have a perfect marriage. Can I, can I encourage you today? The perfect marriage doesn't exist. Ask Melissa. 
she'll tell you, it doesn't exist. I don't, I don't want to walk around and I'm, I'm Pastor Christian, I've got it all together and our life is, it's not. Our kids wig out. We argue at times. We face financial problems. But God is God. And he goes before us. And man, if I could take these fig leaves off and say, hey, it's all right. If I can normalize your world a little bit, we face challenges, but we face them together. We face them with Jesus Christ central in our focus. We come back together. We pray through things. We work through things. And we keep walking forward. That, that don't, don't try and cover up what's been. Your test can be your testimony. You know, what, what you've walked through, what you've struggled with, it can be your strength for the future. Just let God work with it. Don't run from him, run to him, and let that be the very thing that it encourages somebody else. God wants to use you, your life, your story to encourage somebody else to get through what they're facing today. I, I, I want the challenges. I want the struggles I'll, to, to encourage somebody else, to lift somebody else up, to say to somebody else, man, if he got through it, I can get through it. Because God's no respecter of persons. I'm no different to you. Melissa's no different to any other person here. Whether we've been in ministry for 30 years or we've walked into church today, God is no respecter of He loves you exactly the same. He says, I'm for you, not against you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's just walk this journey together. Amen? You know, we, we get to have fig leaf friends, people that are similar to us, and we get them around our world, and we, well, they've got, they've got a bit more of a challenge than I do. I'm going I'm to get together with them because now I feel better about myself. God doesn't want us to feel better about ourselves at the expense of somebody else. He doesn't want us to feel like we're making it in life because they're worse off than us. He wants you just to do life as you know it. And Melissa and I, we had friends who on the outside, for all intensive purposes, looked like they had the perfect life. They never argued. They agreed on everything. They, they, they would come together laughing and smiling and they'd, they'd holiday here and they, they had kids and they bought this house here and they drove this car because they agreed on it. And then one day they, they just got divorced because they were living a fig leaf life. They had covered everything that was real in their world and they were living a lie. And, and it came out that he'd been having affairs for years and he had a child to another woman and this had happened and this had happened, but they were living a fig leaf life. Can I encourage you here today, if there's any pretense, if there's any facade, if there's anything that, that you've got, this is a safe place. You can be real here. You can be naked before God and you can be naked before, uh, and, and it's okay because we're going to walk through this journey together. We're going to walk through our issues together. We're going to go, God, I've got nothing. I blew it. I've messed up. I don't know what to do. Help me. And as, as an individual with God and as a community of believers, we're going to be able to help each other get through what we face and challenged by in life. Amen? Is this helping anybody? Don't do life with a mask on. Take it off. You've stuffed up. You've made mistakes. Big deal. Accept it. Bring it to God and move on. Amen? Like I said before, fear doesn't stop death. It stops life. Fear of what other people think of you will stop you living the life God's called you to. I don't want to live according to what others expect of me. I want to live according to what God's called me to. I want to accept all that he has for me. Do you know when you live according to others' expectations, you can't accept all that God has for you? Because you've blocked yourself off. You've, you've taken up space in your heart. You've taken up space in your mind that should be given to God and faith. And you, that's not open. So God can't pour out all that he has for you because you're living according to others' expectations. I don't want to live in that place. Third thing, we'll finish with this. Uh, fear causes us to blame others and ultimately to blame God. What was the first thing Adam did? She did it. She gave me the apple. I didn't even want the apple. I didn't like the apple. That was in the middle of the garden, and I was happy with everything else. I was, mate, everything, do you see everything else? This is good. This garden was good. I had everything I needed. She did it. 
We all do it. Every day of our lives, we do it. She did it. And sometimes you do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we blame others. God doesn't want you to blame anybody else for your, your position in life. He just wants him to, you to come to him as you are. He says, you're all right. I went to the cross to make you right. You don't have to make right what's wrong, just come to me. And wh- when I was reading through this story, I realized uh, the only, there was death that entered in when they removed the fig leaves from the, from the vine. As soon as we live fig leaf lives and we remove ourselves from the vine and we cover ourselves up, death reigns. Okay, and, and, and it looks good for a little while. We can look good for a little while when we're separated from God. Life reigns when we're connected to God. John 15 says, uh, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing." If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and it withers. And they gather them up, throw them into the fire, and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you'll be my disciples. We need to stay connected to Christ. Don't run from him. Don't wear masks. Don't blame others. Just stay connected to Jesus. Just life, there's a life flow that comes through connection with Jesus. And, and I love this because it says you can do nothing. You can do nothing of yourself. You can do nothing in your own strength. You can do nothing of your own will. If you are not connected to me, death will reign. But I want to bring life. I want to bring wholeness. I want to bring future and hope into your world. And, and you might be going, but that's hard. How do I enter in? How do I stay connected to God when I've made mistakes, when I've stuffed up, when I've done things wrong? It says here in, in Hebrews uh, chapter 4, it says to approach boldly. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. You can come boldly to the throne of, the, of grace because of Jesus Christ. And, and it's, you know, there's another scripture that says, whilst we were still sinners, whilst we were still in our depravity, whilst we were still doing all those things that were separating us from God, the one who was tempted with all that we've been tempted with yet remained sinless, he went to the cross to pay a price we never could to accept us in to righteousness. Amen. Can I just get the band to come back up? I want to pray for some people here this morning. I want to I pray for and ask you this question. If, if we might all just stand and close our eyes. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.